Hey guys, and welcome. I'm Life Coach Meg Ellis. It's time for you to stop coasting through life, and it's time for you to find your purpose. It's time for you to create your fate. If you want to receive weekly inspirational texts to keep you focused and vibing high, text expect good things to 833-204-0009 to sign up now. Hello and welcome to today's episode where I have a very special guest on the show, Tobena OKK, um, ex-NFL pro athlete. You played for the Titans. Correct. And now you are a thought leader a director of dialogue, a leadership consultant for your own company, the Tobena Group. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. And Thank you for excited. coming on. Yes. So tell us, tell us everyone a little bit about yourself. A little bit about me. And like I said, born and raised here in Houston, um, lived, uh, went to school in California, played pro ball a little bit, you know, not too, nothing too crazy. Uh, but no, played in the NFL, playing the CFL, playing the XFL. And, uh, you know, I think like most people, um, like most people, the pandemic happened. You know, everything, all your dreams, goals, and everything were kind of thrown a curveball at. So yeah. you had to adapt, you know. So once that happened, I had to find my new niche. And uh, I've always been somebody that liked to talk. And I knew that was something I wanted to do. And connecting with people was always one of my passions. So I obviously turned it into a whole business. And now I go around talking to people, businesses, nonprofits, schools, giving them, challenging them on adversity. You know, not because I want you guys to I don't think I want you guys to change what you your mindset on diversity. Diversity is not a bad thing. I want you to look at it as a catalyst to where you want to go. You know, it's not sometimes we put a period where it needs to be a comma. So yeah. Ooh, I like that. I've never heard that before. Yeah. In my years of personal development, you got to put a comma there instead of a period. Yeah, that's good, especially like post pandemic and kind of things that we're going to be talking about today. Absolutely. And it's good that you like to talk because and you have your own <laughs> podcast. I do have my so own podcast. Tell, yes. us, tell us about your podcast. My podcast is called Everything About Nothing. Um, I know that sound that name sounds a little like far far left. That sounds like you like to talk. <laughs> it does, you know. I, I and the crazy thing about the podcast is it just started during the pandemic. It was something where I was just sitting around playing video games. I was like, there has to be a different way. You know, like mm-hmm. the, the pandemic isolated a lot of people. Obviously, we're <clears throat> we're very social creatures and we like to be around each other, but obviously when you're in stay-at-home order, that's kind of hard to do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know. Uh, I was just like, why not bring in a lot of people who are doing cool and amazing things and give them a platform to talk about it? So that's when everything about nothing started. But the podcast officially started in 2021. And, you know, I bring in people from, you know, for people from uh, gaming directors to per, per, uh, celebrity chefs to um, celebrity trainers. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just being able to kind of give them a platform to, you know, talk about their life, give people a little bit more information on things that they usually don't hear. Um mm-hmm. It's called everything about nothing because we don't have one direct thing that we talk about. I think everybody has a story and uh, everybody's interesting in that way. Mm, I love that. It's like, don't put a box around me. It's like, I want to exactly. talk about everything. Exactly. Like, or why, everything about nothing. <laughs> why stick to one thing when, you know, we can talk about it? When fun? you can do it all. Exactly. You know, you know? it's because you're an Enneagram 3. Mm. I made you take the test. You did. <laughs> you did, actually. And you're a 3, which makes a lot of sense after, you know, starting to get to know you. Um the achiever you just like to do it all I do. right I so do. i'm sure the pandemic was certainly hard for you like everything shutting down right and your mm-hmm. whole life changed exactly you know it was it was one of those things where like i said i was on top of the world is actually tell people because like the day before the pandemic and everything like all the leagues started shutting down we were get, actually getting ready to fly to dc to go play a football game mm-hmm. and the day before 
we finished like one of the hardest practices and coach and we're as we're as we're leaving out of the facility coach calls us all back we're just like oh dang it you know so when he keeps we have the team meeting and he's like okay guys we'll be back in a week week and a half just stay in shape and i'm like okay cool you know babe only to find out two weeks turned into two years and oh my gosh <laughs> i know that was i remember that exact time too yeah. i was like oh this will blow That's over in like two weeks i'm, I'm thinking it's gonna be like a you know uh what's it called a swine flu you know a little chicken pox type ordeal you know we talk about it and it's gone but no this was like the full-blown you know pandemic like the whole know, the a whole, whole situation no definitely i think because i was in houston too and well you weren't here i was i was in, in, i was arlington at the time yeah, yeah, okay. So we didn't have a mask mandate until, I want to say May. Mm. I don't know how it was there. Wow. But, yeah, we were like, don't touch anybody. Don't touch <laughs> anything. It was exactly. like sanitizing the groceries, you know. <laughs> yeah. But everyone was walking around with, without, without a mask on. Yeah. And we didn't, I think it was like May or something when they said, hey, start wearing masks. Yeah. And the paper ones, you couldn't find them. It mm. was like a, a, I was like. PTSD. I can't talk about it, but <laughs> I remember going on like Amazon and ordering. Like, okay, this is sticking around. Let me get like a little like fun mask, right? It was yeah. like we identified our personalities with the mask oh, that yeah. we were oh, wearing. Oh my gosh! Everybody had like these different colored masks. <laughs> like it was like you know people were selling masks. Yeah. yeah, and like it was if you if you had a mask business at that time, you, you're it just was, doing you're great. You're doing great. You're listening to this podcast from like Greece. Yeah, you know, and you're like. <laughs> I don't think it's a chateau in Greece, yeah. but whatever you are. And but I remember um, in May looking on. I think it was Amazon for like a mermaid mask because yeah. I really wanted one because that's my thing. That's your personality. That's my thing. Yeah, and it was like not going to arrive until August of 2020. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm not ordering this then yeah. because. I won't even need it by, say, then. by then. We, we don't know where we'll be in. You know, we might be just even back in regular life. Yeah, that's what I was hopeful. Yeah, but. Um, but you know, here you are. So so let's back it up a little bit, um, and and talk about your time in the NFL. So mm. how did you start? Um, you know, how did you get there? So I always say like my NFL dream uh, journey was even different than most. Um, like I said, I just finished up. Like so let's even back it up a little bit more. So we, 2016, we went one and eleven in college, and um, we were the worst team in college football ever. Where'd you go to college? Fresno State. Okay. So we in went, California. In California. So we won an 11. Uh, we didn't beat a D1 team that year. We couldn't even beat a soul. We barely even won our one game, you know. And <laughs> but it, you did. We did. You know, <laughs> we uh, we pulled it out the end. It was 10-10 in the fourth quarter. What, uh, what position were you? Linebacker. Okay. Outside linebacker. So it was, so going into that 2017 season, um, it's my senior year, and I was like, okay, I might not even play. Like, because, you know, like that, at that point when you were going in 11, your whole aspect on football changes. We just practice sucked. Football was just a burden at that point. We're just like, you know, like, why go if we're just going to get beat every day? Mm -hmm. So 2017 team comes and all the old coaching staff gets fired and we get all new coaches. So that was always that was always fun. Is it fun or is <sighs> that sarcastic? Super sarcastic. Okay. It was definitely a lot of anxiety because, like I said, when new coaches come in, um, they like to bring in their own guys. So there's a, we had a lot of guys, scholarship guys included, get cut. Yeah. And, you know, that's not, that's not what they tell you. That's, they don't tell you that when, uh, you know, you're getting recruited. You can be on scholarship and get cut, you know. so Oh, that's yeah. – I've never even thought of that. Yeah. You know, because you sign your you, – you pretty much renew your scholarship every year. You sign the With paper. the existing coach who yeah. basically says, hey, says, you're good. Exactly. Huh. So when new coaching staff comes in, they're trying to see, like, who's their guys, who do they have to get rid of, you know, trying to build that foundation of their own kind of culture, mm -hmm. you know. So um, – a lot of you know, a lot. There was a lot of clearing house, and um, 
I thought I was going to be one of them. Uh, fortunately, I wasn't. Um, I ended good. up getting to stay. Um, but I, you know, cause I was a leader. Already. I, was, I, was a, I was already a three-year starter till then. So uh, coming to my senior year. So fast forward, we ended up pulling out the second biggest college football turnaround of all time. We went 10-4. and four. And um, we went to Hawaii Bowl. We beat actually University of Houston. So I like to always say that. Oh, yeah, it's a little, man. For a little, all the local listeners. Exactly. For all the local listeners. You know, yeah. that's just a little, uh, you know, nudge at you guys. But um, so we ended up beating University of Houston. And then, you know, at the end of the year, I'm getting all these calls by agents. And they're like, hey, man, you had a great season. You had all conference. You led your team in sacks. Taking the TFLs. You have a chance to get drafted. I'm like, oh, snap. Like, you know, this is this is amazing. This is yeah. like the best feeling ever. So going into like, you know, I signed with the agency six months in training and a draft is finally here. You know, I watched, I literally sit in front of the draft, in front of the TV and watch the draft every single pick. Only not to, only to find out that my name wasn't called not one of them. And uh, so how does that work with the draft? They, cause I, I've seen it a couple of times um, and they have, you're videotaping the people as they're watching it. Yeah, those those are select few. You okay, know, select um, few. Yeah, you know those guys that like pretty much guarantee that they're gonna get drafted. You okay. know, like and, and and they'll come with like pretty much every hat. You know. Yeah. So like, <laughs> so they're, they're already ready for any, any team that picks you. I have every hat just and just ready. You know, stand Oh, by. that's so funny. Yeah. So yeah, because you, you don't know where you're you gonna don't go. know where you're gonna go exactly. <laughs> you know, so so you've seen guys with hats already. Like as soon as they're you get name called, like how did you guys get that hat? Like you know, but right. no, they have every team, all thirty two teams. They'll have like your hat ready. And they'll go for you. So that's only suck a few guys. Like, you know, if you're a first round guy, I knew I was going to be like the late um, fifth to seventh round guy. Mm -hmm. You know, I've had some teams reach out to me earlier to be like, hey, if you're, this is your number, is if, if you're still there, you know, we love to talk to you. Um, we love to take you. Um, and I was like, cool. You know, like, I'm, this is like what you dream of, you know, as a yeah. kid. So I'm like, okay, great. Like, you know, day three comes on the draft. That's like, that's usually like my fine. That's the fifth through to seventh round. Okay. And I sat in front, like, I literally didn't eat. I didn't do anything. I literally was locked in on that TV. And whole day goes by, didn't get drafted. It was so bad. I remember calling T-Mobile to make sure that my phone was oh, working. No. And, and they're like, yeah. Yeah, you're, <laughs> everything's good. You paid your bill on time. I'm like, oh, no. oh man, uh, that, that's not fun. Were you with anybody? Were you alone? I was alone. I, okay. I was in my own room back in Fresno. I sat there and alone. And I just remember like 11 p.m. at night. That's where I kind of like got out of my room and I go get food. I think like, like I got one to five guys. And just depressed. I was like, man, my football dream is like, you know, I was even a priority for agent, which most people don't know. It's like, um, you know, like if you don't get drafted, they'll still pick you up and they'll still sign you something. So I'm mm -hmm. like, I didn't even get that. I was like, man, what's I'm come blowing my agent up. Like, what's going on? Like kind of just in uh, just in distraught. Yeah. So next day, my agent calls me. Like, I'm literally like 9 a.m. He's like, hey, um, good news, bad news. Uh, bad news is you didn't get drafted or priority. I'm like, OK, what's the good news? Good news is the Tennessee Titans want to bring you in for a workout, try, uh, pretty much a mini camp, which is just a three-day workout. And I was like... It's like an audition, essentially? Yeah, essentially. Like, this okay. is, like you're not guaranteed to be there after those Yeah, so days. what's going through your mind then? You're like, okay, that's I'm, good. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm like, nervous. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell anybody if I was even going to Tennessee. Like, I kept that hush-hush for, I think, like, only select teammates knew that I was going to Tennessee. Like, you know, I didn't tell, like, coaches. I didn't tell, like, my parents. Like, I was just like, like, I'm like, okay. Like I'm, because I don't, because if you don't make it, it's like everybody going to tennis. You know, you're going yeah. there. Like it's like okay. so. You didn't tell anybody because you didn't want to have to tell them I didn't get it. Exactly. If you didn't, get if it. I didn't get it, so I was kind of like <laughs> okay. pretty much trying to cover my bases. I was like, okay, like if I don't tell anybody and I don't make it, like you know, no harm, no foul. Just you know, the NFL wasn't worth for me. But if I yeah. did make it, 
Perfect. Like surprise. For surprise. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, so the three days go. So I go to the three days. Like I sat down in my hotel room. I was like, I'm not leaving here without getting signed. So the first day comes. I just, I told myself I was going to make a splash play every day. So first day comes, had a. Let's back it up. What's that? A splash play? Yeah. Something where you, when the coaches have to be like, damn, who is this guy? Like, oh, okay. you know, like I'm coming in with drafted guys, undrafted, already a priority for agents, and some guys are already on the team. So, like, there's like 60, 70 guys there, you know, mm-hmm. like they're they're there to compete. Like what's going to make me stand out? Exactly. I'm, more, I'm, I'm from small town Fresno. This guy's from Ohio State, Alabama, um, Georgia. And like I'm from, you know, a lot of blue collar schools. Yeah. And I'm from, you know, little Fresno State, you know, and I get there and all these guys that are already signed, they're talking about like their whole dread, their visits, the, you know, the money they're about to get. I'm over in the corner like, OK, like but I'm happy to be there, though. Yeah. I'm just happy to be there. And as soon as the first day happens, I just. I, I'm, I'm running around like a madman. Like, I didn't care. I wanted to coach. Like, I, I it really looked like I literally had my hair cut off. I was just, I was hitting everything that lived. I was just trying to do everything to get shown out. So, like, the last, for after the first day, we had, like, a team meeting. Coach calls, calls, calls us up. He's like, who's 53 and where are you from? Like, I stand up. And I'm like, my name's Tomeno KK Fresno. said, he's like, son, like, he pulls a film. Like, we're watching film. He pulls the film. He's like, this is what we want to see. Like, you had a great day. Like, he's like, this, you showed out today. He's like, but let's see if you can keep it up, though. And I'm like, oh, damn. Okay. Like, okay, you know, this is good. This and is now good. I'm like really tired. That's what I'm saying. Now, now, now the pressure's on me now. Now not, it's you, even more pressure. Exactly. And you haven't told anybody about this. So exactly. you're like, there's no outlet. Exactly. There's no outlet. Like, people don't know. Like, it's like, okay, cool. So I literally, that um, the last day happens and. Like, I had a great week of practice. I felt like I was going to get signed because, like, star coaches started talking to me more. Like, they were, like, trying to get to know me more. I'm like, why are you, you know, like, why are you trying to get to me, to me now? Like, position, different position coaches, like, special teams coaches, like, hey, they're talking to me about schemes and stuff. And I'm just like, okay, this is good. Like, you know, like, trying to foreshadow. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in the crowd. The last day comes, and coach brings us up all, like, in the huddle. He's like, hey, guys, um, I appreciate all the minicamp guys, which I was. He's like, I appreciate all the minicamp guys for um, for coming out. He's like, um, your hotel, like your your plane ticket is ready. Um, just take a shower. And he's like, just keep working. Your dreams aren't dead yet. And I'm just like, wait, so nobody's going to get signed? Because usually they sign like one or two people. On the spot. On the spot right there. And like it's like in, celebrated. Exactly. For the team. Like, give me something. Exactly. I'm like, I'm looking like, oh, yeah. I'm Because I'm, I'm, I was excited. I was about to get up. He's like, no, like, you guys, you know, appreciate y'all coming out. The, uh, you know, your, your ticket, your plane ticket's ready. Shower up. T- the shuttle's ready to take you to the airport. I'm just like. Oh, that's it? <laughs> right, yeah. Like, is this a joke? Am I being punk? That's what I'm saying. Ashley, <laughs> Kitchen, where you at? Let's go. Yeah. No, Um. so I'm taking a shower, and as soon as I'm, like, leaving to, to the shuttle, um, one of the guys tugs my shirt, one of the assistant managers tugs my shirt, and he's like, hey, coach wants to see you. And I'm like, man, he already cut me once. He's going to cut me again? Right, right. How much more can I take That's at what I'm this saying. Point? You know, I don't think my heart can take anymore. You know, so I go into a room, and walks him, the GM and the coach, the head the owner, and they're like, Tabena, I think you did. I thought I, thought, I think I did pretty well. He's like, well, like you, you, we we thought so as well. I mean, exemplify what it meant to be Titan, and we want to sign you right now. And literally at that moment, I was just like, what the heck? Like it was just so surreal. Shocking. My, shocking. I started crying. You know, I'm like, I called my dad. He started crying, and he's like, wait, what? You're in so Tennessee. Saying, he's like, you're in Tennessee. He's like. It, you got signed, you know, like, so, you know, because he didn't hear from me for yeah. so long. He's like, yeah. back it up. Like, what is going on? Exactly. Um, and then that's and that's my story of how I got uh, got signed with today's Titans. Okay, got it. That's awesome. Yeah. That is very, I'm like nerve wracked yeah. listening to it was, that it was hard. story. It was definitely a lot of, uh, 
Um, definitely a lot of adversity that obviously like I wouldn't have planned. Mm -hmm. um, definitely not would have something I would have thought that that was the way I would have gotten there. Mm -hmm. But I was excited just to be there in any way possible. So. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then you get there. Mm -hmm. Um, you start playing, yeah. and then this is what year? 2018. 2018. So then you get there, yeah. and then what? Then we get there, and then that then the real grind starts. You know, I was then, gonna say this is like the pre-grind, exactly. and then like the real stuff happens. Then the then the whole team comes. You know, then the the actual the whole 90 man roster. You know, mm -hmm. your guys like Derek Henry, Marcus Mariota, Brian Arakpo, uh, Derek Morgan, and I'm just like I'm sitting because I because it's funny thing because I actually left back to Fresno to finish graduation. I went mm -hmm. home and graduated for a week while everybody started. So when I came back, um, you know, like everybody was already kind of in the mix and I was kind of like playing catch up. Yeah, yeah. So when I get there and everybody's kind of thinking, so I'm, I'm just super intimidated. I'm like, I don't know where to sit. I was sitting in somebody's seat. They told me to get up. And I'm just You're like, in my seat? <laughs> You're in my seat. You, we had to, yeah, you they, can't sit here? That's what I'm saying. I was like, okay. You know, like I'm, and I'm, I'm just standing on the side when everybody sits <laughs> down to kind of like find my spot. And I'm like, Coach is like, yeah, just go sit in the back, you know, like, you know, uh, you just don't want to, you don't want to offend anybody, you know. So I'm, I'm very timid as in everywhere I'm going because I'm not trying Yikes. to like sit and do anything to get on anybody's bad side. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to like stay low as possible. Yeah, a stressed out Enneagram three takes on unhealthy characteristics of mm. an Enneagram nine, mm. which is like, just let me keep the peace. Yeah. Like I'm just gonna back up exactly. and not do anything. You know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's everything that was going on. So. Um, it was just kind of hard because, like I said, a lot of these guys were drafted guys, you know, getting paid big money. And essentially, I, I didn't make any money so, so when I got there. You mm -hmm. know, I think that most guys think you're a millionaire since you sign an NFL contract. But the NFL is the one thing about them is, like, no contract is guaranteed unless you're, like, you know, a J.J. Watt or, mm -hmm. or uh, Aaron Rodgers. You know, mm -hmm. someone drafted minicamp guy. So I was, you know, we had a time where um, all the rookies came to the forefront of the uh, of the of the room. And they were saying, like, where are you from, school? And in front of everybody. In front of everybody, yeah. coaches included. And coaches, GM, everybody. Owner, I think she was there too. So they're like, where are you from? How much did you sign for? And what's your position? Everybody went around saying two point, like, somebody went around like 50,000. Somebody said, you know, it's on 60,000. Somebody said 2,000. <clears> I think the guy who went before me was Harold. He's like, yeah, Boston College, Harold Landry. I went for uh, 2.9. I was like, Okay, <laughs> I'm I have to go after this. Yeah. So I go up there and I'm okay, kind of no like, pressure. no pressure, no pressure. I'm kind of timid already. And uh, they're like, yeah, my name is Tabeno KK, Fresno State, free 99. And everybody didn't understand what I said. I'm like, free 99. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I didn't get any money. Like I'm here on this, you know, just in, uh, just a whim and a, and a hope. And um, it was, uh, it was a definitely humbling moment right there because you know most guys are multi-millionaires yeah yeah you're just there so them. how does that feel to be in that i mean you're you're so excited that you're there and you're proud of it and everything that kind of happened so quickly it's like you're finally there yeah. and then now you're surrounded by i mean you're just kind of been like bred into this culture of being like around the best all the time exactly and then now it's like okay well everybody else got something yeah and i'm here and i'm yeah. grateful for it but there's that like kind of mix of feelings where it's like well i didn't get what everybody else yeah got definitely you know because it, it, like i said at one point you wanted to feel like and like you you were you felt like an for a player because you were there but you didn't feel like one because you weren't like really compensated to be one you know like mm -hmm. i'd look at my bank account and you know most guys are going to like steakhouse and i'm like okay like let's <laughs> chipotle sounds great right Back now to five guys <laughs> five guys so yeah no chipotle this round you know, of shots exactly. not on me not on me guys <laughs> they're like i think we had like a rookie you know, the rookies had to um, 
the rookies had to like bring snacks and food to the to the room for the vets. And we got to the grocery store, and you know, they they're ordering, you know, insurmountable amount of things. And like, honestly, I don't know even they didn't even needed it; they just wanted it. Mm-hmm. And the bill came out to like almost five hundred, and I was like, "There's like this split a half all three ways." I'm like, "Bro, I don't have any money. You guys gonna have to cover me right now, <laughs> yeah. like you know." But it just felt like kind of humiliating because like you know everybody else was, you know, paid up, and I was like, "Man, like, you know," it just felt like I almost like, like. Like, I feel like I almost wasn't supposed to be there, you know, like for like yeah. a little pause, like, you know, like I want to tell guys like, you know, I'm an NFL player. But like when the when the bill comes out, then I feel like a really good regular dude, you mm-hmm. know, so. Yeah. It, I, and that's interesting that you say that it's like, do I like I know I am one, but what makes me feel like one? Exactly. You know, what was going to make you feel like an actual NFL player? Right. Yeah. Because you were one. Exactly. But it's like, why don't you feel that way? Why don't why don't why do every time I walk into that building, I don't feel like I'm supposed to be there? Mm-hmm. You know? Like imposter syndrome. Exactly. Like you know, you're seeing all these guys, and they come from big schools, and you know, all these glamorous things, and I'm just like, somebody's you know, come from a humble beginning already to where now I'm back in that situation. I'm you know, kind of taking a back seat. I'm not really being like, see, I've come from being a you know, a leader in college to where now I'm kind of just wanting to um, just find any way to be there. You know? Yeah. It's very right. humbling. It's like, where's your identity? Exactly. Like, I have this identity in being a leader, yeah. and now I'm not in a position where I'm, yeah. I'm not the leader. Exactly. I'm, right? I'm just I'm just a little fish in a big pond. And right. uh, it's I always say one of those things is that when you get to that point, when you get to that point of finding um, your niche, finding your role, um, and I think that was lost in it for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, there was times where I would go out with the, the vets. You know, and they're spending 20K, like I said, a lot of money on tables. And mm-hmm. I was just there, you know, and I'd be in my little drink, you know. <laughs> but, you know, I'm over here. I'm over here, you know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm but I'm in the presence, though. But I right. feel I'm like here, it. but I'm, don't ask me to buy a bottle. <laughs> exactly. Don't ask me to buy a bottle. Don't ask me to cover any tabs because I can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if I if I give them my car, they, 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 they'll definitely uh, they'll You're laugh You're going to be getting that. that back. Exactly. You know. <laughs> Yeah, so. hey, I've been there too. How would you, like, what would you say got you out of that mindset of imposter syndrome? Or what did you do to help with it? I think for me, when I was feeling down and honestly, like, kind of feeling like an imposter, the, the, the main thing I had to do, I used to do this one thing. I used to have a, a journal and I would have, like, a little, like, memory box. Like, you know, little mm-hmm. things of, like, achievements that I've already got. Yeah. To, you know, so I even tell people to do that to this day. You know, kind of pulling out, like, remember where I came from. You mm-hmm. know, remember the, the, the accomplishments that even got me there. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's easy for people to kind of forget um, and have a lot of recency bias on where you are right now, but forgetting where you came from. Yeah. And all the good things, all the blessings that happened. So I had to remind myself, like, I wasn't even supposed to even be here. You know, like I was 180 pounds out of high school playing, um, getting a D1 scholarship. You know, I achieved that. Most people didn't think I could. I got to college, put the weight on, and I played as a three-year starter when most people didn't believe I could. So I had to be like, dude, like, you've overcome a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, have grace on yourself. Go out there and do what – just keep doing what you did, you know, because regardless of the end of the day – Whatever you do every day in the dark, especially when I would stay after practice every day and I would work with the vets, I would ask questions. I was mm-hmm. curious. I was somebody that wasn't going to be like just afraid to like just just to ask because, you know, most people are kind of afraid to ask questions. I was like, dude, if I look stupid, I look stupid. 
I'd be in meetings like, coach, I don't know what that means. Can you repeat that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I want to understand. I want to understand more. And most guys are like, kind of like, oh, man, like, you know, you didn't get it at first. I'm like, no, I actually really didn't, you know? So I had to kind of like come, like really take my ego out of it. Yeah. To be like, dude, like, like you don't have to have so much pride to think like you have to know everything. Like just, just humble yourself, get it back into your bag um, and trust what got you here is going to keep you going. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's that's so, again, just spot on. Um, yeah, because I love the idea of the box. Mm. I, I use that in coaching, actually, where I'll tell people. And actually, I I struggled with imposter syndrome just in different mm-hmm. areas of my life. I've gone through multiple career changes. Yeah. But even like with every project I'll start, like even with, um, you know, when I got to SoulCycle, I'm a SoulCycle instructor. Yeah. And you get there and it's like everybody else is packing out classes yeah. and it's like their class <laughs> is so fun and you get there coming back from like brainwashed camp right train yeah. like our own little training camp where yeah. they're like telling you like you suck for like six <laughs> weeks and you're like they're like why what are you doing why are you here and i'm like i don't know why am i here yeah. you picked me um but you come back and then you you're like, oh, my God, this is going to be amazing. Yeah. Like, you have these preconceived ideas of, like, I'm going to be packing out oh, a room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be going to be cheering for me. <laughs> I'm going to be doing this play, like, all yeah. the things. And then it's like, womp, womp. Yeah. Like, there's two people in my class, and nobody likes me, and t- people tell me my music is weird. Wow. I'm like, what? Like, this is not what I, It's not what you, know, you signed up for. It's not what I signed up for. And, and even when I transitioned to even, like, I did consulting, and I worked with a coach, and I transitioned to coaching. You're always, like, when you're new to it, you're always like, am I good enough? Like, uh, why would somebody pick me? Exactly. Like, what makes me special? Mm. And I was working with a life coach and she had told me, hey, you need to write down um, a, a list of your accomplishments that you can look over exactly. um, every single day. Because when you start to doubt yourself or you're um, susceptible to what other people are telling you, um, what they think about you, all the things, um, you can remember who you are like yeah. oh no i've done this like yeah. and kind of like refill your yeah your confidence your confidence yeah, yeah. it's like no, no no i am i'm a badass yes yeah. I, I am <laughs> i promise i really am yeah no definitely 100 percent. I, I love that i think a box of like actual tangible things would be really cool too no it is and uh, that's why i love even like say you work with coaching that and i think that's something we everybody should have at one point is because mm-hmm. we don't we don't remind ourselves enough i think that a lot of people we try to compare ourselves to especially when somebody else is at a farther level but we have to remember that before we were even where we are now we were novices or we were you know beginners yeah and it takes time to get to that point but we always want everything right then so yeah. it's hard sometimes to appreciate everything that we already have because we're already looking toward the future yeah and not the present so right it's like people don't stop and celebrate yeah. and and i this is i coach it all the time and it's something that i constantly have to remind myself like just a disclaimer if you have a coach, they're not perfect. Yeah. You know, like, I'm like, I'm just one step ahead of y'all yeah. sometimes, you know, but and sometimes I'm just on that same the playing same field. I'm yeah. just like, hey, we'll just talk around and see what pops up. But love the honesty. Yes. True. True. Truly. Um, some things I'm really great at, but yeah. other things I'm like, I'm still figuring this out, yeah. too, you know. But um, yeah, it's just like having that identity because your identity can change. Mm-hmm. Like you went from California to Tennessee the the leader to the rookie yeah and it's like you know and even with myself like changing careers it's like your environment is going to change mm-hmm. and sometimes we can let our environment yeah. dominate our identity exactly. so it's like it's if you shift it externally yeah. then it's like you're kind of you know able to be shaken much yeah. more but it's like 
no, I'm going to hold on to who I am internally. Mm. And it's like, this is my like strong foundation, Definitely. you know, Definitely. it's hard. It and is. I think that's a great reminder to, to look through something that like, Hey, this is what I'm proud of. This yeah. is what I'm celebrating. Like look where I was a year ago. hundred yeah. percent. Cause like mm -hmm. I said, it's, it's, it's a reminding yourself those little victories kind of gives you just that little confidence to keep going, to keep mm -hmm. showing up for yourself. You yeah. Know? And most people don't show up for themselves, you know, cause they're, 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 they're so stuck in, where they're not, they mm -hmm. don't. They don't really know where they are. You know. Yeah, one of my favorite quotes is, um, "Don't let the fear of." I'm probably gonna mess this up, but something about, "Don't let the fear of, like figuring out how to cross cross the finish line, yeah. keep you from starting." Starting. Right. It's like just start. Yeah. Just, right? just do it. You mm -hmm. know, just do it. And I think that. We all we all wear Nike, you know. We all have this, you know, Nike swag. But I wear Lululemon. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> I. Lulu, we need to make some affordable stuff. Lulu, uh, sponsor me. <laughs> but no, like, you know, just being able to kind of just do it. You know, I think it's so much easier said than done, but it is really is. It's 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 simple. You know, like mm -hmm. we all look at like what could go wrong, but it's like what what, what could go right, though. Mm -hmm. Or even like what you said, looking back at what has gone right. Yeah. Right. Because sometimes I mean, it all comes down to getting in our own heads. Yeah. Right. And that's something that comes with imposter syndrome overthinking automatically mm. follows that exactly. where it's like your mind takes you places and you get into a wormhole and you're like, Oh my gosh, I shouldn't even be here. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like people like they picked you to be there yeah. and, and you show up and, and then you're like, I shouldn't be here. Yeah. But like, why? Cause you literally were chosen to be there, yeah. but you're, I guess it's the ego. Like, exactly. gets into your head. It's into our head. We're looking and at everybody else's qualifications mm -hmm. and, and comparison, in comparison, you know, yeah. that's hard. I mean, and you're, so once you even start playing, how did you overcome that comparison of, of that followed, like once the season started? Because once the season started, I kind of just started seeing myself just show up. You know, every day, I kept, every day I kept getting better. I was like, okay, you know, like then you're starting seeing some results. You know, I think after when I started really noticing I should, I deserve to be there was mm -hmm. when, you know, I would only play maybe in the fourth quarter in the preseason games, but I was grading out second highest. You know, I was getting coaching, being like, okay, like you, you did well, you set your gap, you did, you know your role, you know your job, and that started building more confidence to me. Where we, even when we did have injuries go down, um, and coaches would be confident enough to put me with the, you know, at one point I was running with the first team, you know, mm -hmm. and as nerve wracking as it is, I wasn't as shaken as I was when I first got there because I was doing it. Like I, I just did it. I, every, I showed up every day to practice, regardless if I was scared. I was getting lined up in front of that man. And I was going to dominate him like I've been doing for the last 10 years in my sport. You know, mm -hmm. I just re rever reverting back to the fundamentals that got me there. Hand, hat hands, knowing my playbook, running to the ball, showing aggressiveness and, and, and competitiveness. So that's what kind of like allowed me to get out that imposter gym. Because I feel like then it allowed me to see that everybody is pretty much the same person. You know, just some people work a little harder, mm -hmm. you know, um, and it, it, it really went beneficial. It was really beneficial for me. Mm -hmm. So you, you would just recommend like, hey, whatever your your um, endeavor is, just show up. Just show up. Show up. Just, just do start. It. Just start. Like, even if you don't know it, I always tell people, just do it. Like, you know, just even if it's like you're scared, do it scared. But like, mm -hmm. take little bit of steps every single day. Like, if, if, if it, even if it's a small thing as in like, learn signing up for the course or even like putting out that content that you were scared to do or you know, going and running and even going to the gym. I know a lot of people are scared of the gym. You know, we um, when especially when they're in their weight loss, in their in a weight loss or weight gaining journey, 
like just going there if you don't know what to do on a machine but you're there mm -hmm. you know what if you don't know what to do on a machine like kind of like you um in, in practice and um training it's like just ask, questions. Yeah, just ask questions you know it's like get over the ego yeah. right like if you don't know how to do it then ask somebody exactly. and also like, i mean oh i think a lot of people um, when they go out on like a new journey because they haven't been in whatever realm it is um you know for a long time they don't have like that go-to person to mm. hey who can help me yeah. so they think oh i have to do everything on my own mm -hmm. but it takes like you can get there on your own yeah. but if you hadn't asked a question then you're gonna go home waste time think about it try and google it try and figure it out on your yeah. own and you waste so much more so time, much time right yeah. and i know three is like efficiency so mm. you know ask questions but um find somebody who um, can help you and, and one thing that i've learned in getting over my fear of asking for help is people love to help oh you know? that is a hundred percent true people if people see, see that you're putting the time and effort mm -hmm. to into yes, anything that that's the kicker they will give you the help they will give it to you for free sometimes you know we think that especially with these gurus i've had people reach out to people and be like hey man i'm doing this i'm showing them that i have actually invested time and knowledge into trying to learn and, and trying to grow in it and they're like hey man I, they'll give you nuggets they'll even mm -hmm. schedule time out of their day because you know we said no time is time is money. They'll schedule time out of the day to get to to help you. But sometimes I think I think we in this notion that people are selfish. People mm -hmm. um, are all for themselves, which there are some people like that. But if somebody sees you really like really hustling and grinding and trying to learn and trying to be better yourself, they will give you the help. Mm -hmm. It's like almost like flattering too, yeah. where it's like, oh my god, do you think you want me to help you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Like, oh, so you think I? You think I'm that, that person? Because that person probably has imposter syndrome too, to yeah. some degree, because we all overthink. Yeah. And they're like, oh my god, this person yeah. asked me for my help. I must look like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, yeah. this is great. We're all like blindly in the blind out here, yeah. but um, <laughs> yeah. But it's it's interesting to think like what is going to identify like what like when. What has to happen for you to feel good enough? You know, mm. it's like we keep waiting for things in our environment to show us, yeah. you know, but it's like we have to take ownership of that. 100%. You know, 100%. I think for a lot of people, <clears throat> they just try to wait for the perfect timing mm. and try to wait for all the get all their ducks in order and uh, get everything dot the T's cross. The, I mean, dot the I's cross <laughs> the T's. Um, but there would never be a point of point, point in time where you have to like where everything will be perfect. You know, you just have to really just take the take the leap of faith every single day. You know, I think David Goggins is somebody I look at mm, for, yeah. for motivation. His book. his book can't stop me, but like his story is so powerful because at one point you just have to be like, I'm going to do it. Like, you know, you have to, cause it's going to be uncomfortable, but yeah. you can't grow. You can't, you can't grow and, and do anything like significant in your life unless you really step out on that uncomfortability. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause you could have had so much fear of like, am I good enough? Yeah. Right. Um, even going into to that mini camp, it's like, am I good enough? But guess what? No one's going to know. You're not going to find out yeah. if you're good enough if you don't show up. Yeah. You know, you got to show up. Exactly. First. If, if I would have let that humiliation and kind of that, obviously, the setback of obviously I wanted to get drafted. I wanted to make money. I want to take care of my family. But if I was so focused on that and not focused on the opportunity that was there in front of me, mm -hmm. I wouldn't mm -hmm. have made it. Because there was a lot of guys that were from big time schools there that actually got cut at the mini camp, you know. Uh, but I was just somebody that didn't, I didn't care where I was from. I just literally was like, okay, I have this opportunity right now. And opportunities are a dime a dozen. They're not always going to be there. But I'm going to use this one right here. Um, even if I don't feel like 
you know, I'm, I'm from a small town school of Fresno compared to an Ohio State guy. I'm going to outwork him mm-hmm. mm. just for my benefit, personal benefit, because at the end of the day, it's me versus me. Mm-hmm. Mm, I like that. Like, yeah, it's you versus you, not you versus your environment, yeah. you, you versus things in your environment, not you versus, you know, what could happen, yeah. you know, in the future and overthinking all of that. But just like really dialing it back and like be here now. Yeah. Be here know? now. Like it's literally you versus like you're, you're pretty much fighting the imposter syndrome. Like it's like, OK, like if you if you truly believe this is what you're meant to do, then you have to go and defeat that imposter syndrome. Like you're, you're constantly every day, every day you're showing up, you're beating it, you mm-hmm. know. But I think for most of us, I like to say this. I like to compare it to like a boxing fight. You're you're fighting somebody your stature that looks just like you, same power, same height, same length, everything. But at the beginning of the match, you start punching yourself. You punch yourself over and over and over. Regardless of what that person does to you, you're already going to lose. Because mm. you're already beating yourself up so much within the moment that like, even if he hits one soft jab, you're, he's going to knock you out. Yeah. We're fighting, our, we're beating ourselves up before even the fight's even started. Yeah. I like that. It's really like a visual... Yeah. <laughs> it's like a very clear visual. Like I feel like I've definitely had moments where I like, oh my, oh my gosh, I'm punching myself that's right now. <laughs> you know, like, oh no, I'm punching myself right now. Yeah. But that's so true. It's like, you know, we can't go into something and this is also like ego. So yeah. I guess there's a lot of ego involved in, mm-hmm. um, you know, thinking like, am I good enough? And like this imposter syndrome, like, do I belong here? Yeah. Um, because how am I going to expect you to believe in me or everybody, you know, everybody at this mini camp to see like how amazing I am yeah. if I don't believe it first, exactly. you know, it's yeah. like you can't be the first person in line because there are going to be a lot of people who are like, you're not good enough. Yeah. Right. They're, that's their lens. That's yeah. their words. That's their situation. Um, whether it's true or not, doesn't actually matter because yeah. that's that's them. But there's going to be a lot of people, you know, adversity in life where people are going to be telling you, hey, you're not good enough. Yeah. You don't belong here. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't be the first person in that line of people. Oh, yeah, right. It's like you got to like, no, I know myself. And you look in a little box of achievements <laughs> and you're like, nope, I did this. I did this. I did this. I do deserve to be here. 100%. You know, I am good enough. 100%. And you have to believe that because that is the energy that you bring mm-hmm. when you show up. Exactly. You know, and, and like you said, like the ego thing is I think it's almost selfish to. For your on your own part to like have that kind of pride because like I said there are people who do believe in you there are people who do um, believe that you can do it mm-hmm. um, and see the potential in you obviously that's why they brought you in here but if you're saying if you're telling to your if you're telling yourself that you can't do it that's almost selfish like I'm investing time and effort into you and now you don't believe that you can be here like come on yeah right it's like I I it's not like the other person like it's not their job yeah. to believe in you more exactly. it's like no i got you here like got you. show up I, my agent he got me here the mm-hmm. coaches they they could have chosen anybody else for that minicamp spot but they gave it to me and now it's my turn to return that favor why they got me there if i don't show up i'm being selfish to everybody that that, that invested in me for my trainer to yeah. my agent to my coach and it's 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 something that we have to kind of get up get the pride up yeah it's like I'm, i don't want to let anybody down yeah there's pressure with that too, but yeah. it's like a whole other podcast. Yeah. But um, I'll have to have you come back on. Yeah, 100%. But, 100%. Um, it's interesting. It's like when you get somewhere that's like there's a lot of pressure yeah. and all, your mind is overthinking and you're thinking about all these potential things that could go wrong. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, our minds take us there oh, yeah. automatically. You have to work so hard yeah. to not automatically think worst case scenario. Yeah. Um, which is what I coach a lot on, you know, people are like, I'm a positive person. I'm like, really? Mm, okay. Let me challenge you on that. And then, um, but if you, if you got to pause your mind yeah. and stop thinking about all these, like overthinking all, all these things in the future, 
And if you're wondering, do I belong here? Think back. How did you get here? Mm. I worked really hard. They invited me to be here. You know, I have skills comparable to everybody around me. I one, two, three. I do belong to be here. Mm. It's like take a pause Mm -hmm. and think back. How did I actually get here? Yeah. You know, I'm just like, oh, yeah, I am. I, I am like, I'm good. So I'm, a, I'm a good player. I, like, I can do this. You know? Yeah. And I, I just want a little, one little nugget. Um, I think that, like you said, mo- most of us, when things happen, we like to go to that worst case scenario only because then it gives us, because it makes us feel comfortable because it gives us that cop out. Like if it does, mm-hmm. if it does, that worst case scenario does happen, which 90% of the time it doesn't. Just like, okay, like, well, that wasn't meant for me, you know? So we yeah. allow, we kind of like settle in it because it's so comfortable. Like, okay, I'll just try something else. So I don't have to be uncomfortable. You know? Right. Or so, disappointed. Yeah, like, we're disappointed. Like, it's like, oh, this is probably not going to work out yeah. for me. You well, know, this yeah. is like, my thing is like, expect good things, yeah. right? Train your brain to um, see the best case mm. scenario working out for you. Because honestly, at this point in time, like if I'm in this moment, um, if I'm at the beginning of mini camp, I got three days, anything can happen. Yeah. Best case scenario or worst case scenario. Both are a potential. Yeah. Right. They're right there 50 50. Literally anything can happen. And where you put your attention, like energy flows, where your attention goes. Yeah. So if you put all your energy in, and attention into the worst case scenario, yeah. like that is affects your mind. It does. Right. And it affects your, your potential and your energy and, yeah. and everything. So it's like you really got to like, hey, let me just get over this fear of being disappointed and say out loud, hey, I really want this. Yeah. You know? This is for me yeah. and I believe in myself. I'm going to get it. Yeah. And then, yeah, if you don't, the temporary sting of disappointment is there. Yeah. But what's worse? Like thinking you suck for three days and then be disappointed <laughs> yeah. or like thinking you're amazing for three days and then maybe getting disappointed. Yeah. It, it, it's and just like you said, like having that opportunity, like if, if I think of, if you give yourself the opportunity every day just by thinking good things. Regardless of whatever happens at the end, you left it out there. Mm-hmm. You let yourself know that I put everything out there. So regardless if it doesn't happen, like I, I, I have no regret. Mm-hmm. I, 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 mm-hmm. I, I didn't. I emptied my bucket every day because I was thinking good things. So I really showed up for myself. So, yeah. but if you're thinking bad things, you know you're not going to show up for your day. You're going to kind of like you're going to complain. Mm-hmm. You're going to you're, you're going to be um, com, com, combative, argument. Um, but if you're if you're grateful and you're thinking good things, you're gonna like give it all because you're you're grateful to be there and you're not gonna have any regrets when you're all said and done. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love like even like coming back to gratitude just grounds you, mm. right? So I love starting the day with um, with gratitude and and not thinking. It's so funny because this morning I woke up at 7 a.m. as I do every day because my neighbor's dog barks. Oh, yeah. Great. <laughs> like, great alarm clock. It's like, I know. I don't even have to set one. I'm like, hello. Oh, <laughs> it's going to like wake me up. But um, it's like, I don't know what kind of dog it is. It's like this little. Like a little small I don't dog? know. It's a yappy one, like right? Yorkie, kind of like a chihuahua I feel like it's some type of like terrier mix. Mm. I don't know. Terriers do be yapping too, so. And then the little friends there too. Like you rouse up the other neighbor dog. Oh, I don't know. Wow. Then they're going back and forth. But I'm like getting so mad and I'm like <laughs> focusing all my energy on like this dog that I can't change. Like, there's a lot of things in, in situations that you cannot change. Oh, mm-hmm. I cannot change that all these other people are showing up to mini camp too. And the competition's there. I cannot change the fact that this dog barks every day at 7 a.m. But <laughs> so I'm literally like in my bed this morning, like go back to gratitude, go back to gratitude. Like <laughs> I am really happy that I live in this house. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I have a roof over my head. Yeah. And I <laughs> Sometimes it's, that's all you can think of. No. I'm like, I am so happy that my dog doesn't bark. <laughs> and it does, you know, once you 
start to focus away from the things that you can't change that um, you don't like, then you your energy changes yeah. and it grounds you and you can have a different experience, right? You can create your own experience. 100%, 100%. I think that it's like it's easy for us to always think about the, the, the adversity of the things that are going wrong, wrong that, that we can't control. Mm -hmm. But it's it's so much harder for us to look at like, you know, like, dang, like I have this, you know, because like I said, it does ground you, does change your perspective on a lot of stuff. Like sometimes I feel like we're so like, like, let's say we're looking at the picture. We're so um, look, we're so ingrained, magnified by looking at every key stroke in a picture or a painting. Mm. But if sometimes if we step back, um, our perspective changes. We see like the great masterpiece that's ever made, you know, that, which is your life, you know, because not in the picture, not every stroke is perfect. But, you know, if, if we're so focused on that little one tiny smidge that wasn't mm -hmm. in line, we're going to give our, we're going to stress ourselves out more than anything. Yeah. And and a lot of times your painting's not even done. Yeah. You know, it's, not. it's like, I, how am I going to finish this painting if I'm just staring at this one little like stroke as I get to back it up and be exactly. like, okay, like, you know, let's, a little more over here. Exactly. Over here. You know, there's so much more could be added to it. And then you're kind of still seeing the masterpiece unfold. Mm -hmm. It gives you so much like hope and gratitude for for the day and for what you have. It's mm -hmm. it's it's definitely powerful. Yeah. So are these the kind of topics that you um, that you talk about in your 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 thought, your thought leadership? Yes, definitely. Um, I, that's all and everything that I talk about, actually, just from gratitude and having perspective, because I think mm -hmm. sometimes we do have a magnifying glass on adversity now, adversity to me is obviously within the within the, the moment it sucks yes i'm not i'm not um taking away anybody's feelings but i think when it's all said and done <clears throat> we we can see that it does that it, everything that happens in your life does work for you not to you you know it, it, there's everything from the diversity of like the, the heartbreak that happened right there you might have thought the end of the world like it can never get better you know then the day goes by a week goes by and you meet somebody better you know, mm -hmm. you meet a better, you get in a better relationship or you start finding more, um, you start seeing better things in yourself. You know, you start changing your habits and, and how you can become a better, you know, lead toxic, toxic, toxicity. Sorry. <laughs> that's a hard word so, to say. That's a hard word <laughs> to say. But definitely I talk about all that because, you know, everybody's adversity is different, you know, and I like to mm -hmm. call adversity Becky. 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 If we have any Becky <laughs> listeners, this is no shade on you. Sorry, Becky. Um, you know, but you'll ever see me Becky today. Becky's that one friend. You know, you know, and it depends. And, and, and I like to say adversity. What is our relationship with adversity or a.k.a. Becky? You know, we have because they're always going to be around. Mm -hmm. And we have Becky who is going to be you tell them your dreams, your goals, your 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 ambitions. And they laugh. Mm -hmm. You know, they laugh and they make fun of you like that can't happen. Like You don't have the resources. You don't have you don't have the mindset. You don't have this bit to build. Like, look at you. And that's that's a Becky, you know, mm -hmm. um, or Becky's that friend that you're running together. And, you know, everything is going good in the park and she sticks her leg on your trip. That's Becky, you know, um, well, you know, she's whispering in your ear like you can't do it. Like, you know, who do you think you are? You know, that's the kind of relationship. Who are we listening to? Are we doing, yeah. you know, that's the kind of relationship we have. Sometimes we have adversity. And I think that if we change that relationship with adversity um, and, and get and start looking at it in, in a different tone. Um, we could stop listening to Becky and mm -hmm. stop letting Becky have so much influence on our lives. Yeah, Becky sounds like a not good person. <laughs> Becky is not a good person. I don't know why we keep Becky in our lives, but we need Becky. Becky sometimes um, allows us to see the betterment of things and uh, um, really getting to where we want to go because Becky challenges us. Mm -hmm. Becky challenges that if we want it or not. Becky allows us to seek new opportunities to grow. And appreciate when it does work out, yeah. right? It's like 
it kind of does give you a check like where you can it enables you to have gratitude yeah. for when it does exactly. work out when like, becky's a happy when it, when yeah it bye becky bye becky exactly <laughs> so i talk about all that you know i think that and i, and I try to help uh people um change their their outlook on it and as well as like look for um opportunities for growth in and in, in a lot of their lives so mm -hmm. yeah that's awesome that's so what are your plans like moving forward so everything? plans moving forward um, you developed this over covid i did develop this over covid yes and it kind of just been it's been growing um exponentially um now that i'm trying to put i've put together a leadership um program like i want to target more towards youth. i think youth has been affected more in these days and age especially with social media mm, yeah. and um you know just emotionally mentally physically in every in every way so i'm putting together a leadership program for them um, whether it's just, you know, being able to learn skills and being applicable skills, you know, not the skills that sound good, uh, feel good, taste good, but something that you can use on a daily day basis that are, you know, even if they're cliche that are real life world skills mm -hmm. um, and being able to kind of get grow more um, on the platform and everything like that. So, yeah, it's it's, it's definitely um, it's definitely something that's going to day by day and just connecting with good people like you. And um, I know, you know I'm so glad we met. We met recently. Absolutely, like what a week ago, right? Yeah. 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 It was last week. Last week. And then it was like you know like when you were surrounded by like-minded people, they yeah. bring other like-minded people. Absolutely. And then like then if you're really like-minded, it's like you find each other and you're like, oh my god, exactly. Like, we're just like, like yeah. talking in like, a way like, oh my god, come on the podcast. <laughs> no, absolutely, so. absolutely. And just being able to have like, you know, um, genuine dialogue with people mm -hmm. who are on the same mission, you know, uh, maybe in different formats, but still being able to betterment people. Um, it's, it's powerful. And there's so much growth that comes and you guys, obviously things can come together and, and grow from there. I know. And here's the thing too, it's like, I mean, you know, things are going to change from wherever you are. I mean, look, I didn't even know you a week ago, well, a week and a day ago. A week and a day ago. It was ago. Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and today's Thursday. But, you know, things can change, but you have to be open to them. Absolutely. Right? If your arms are closed, um, I think, it, like, this is, like, way back when I started my podcast. I want to say it's, like, episode six. It's the power of expectation. It's mm. called the hug theory. It's, like, if you are closed off to opportunities because you don't think things are going to work out for you, yeah. it's, like, you're walking around with, like, your arms crossed, yeah. right? So when opportunity comes to give you a hug, yeah. you, like, it's, like, well, this doesn't feel good. Wait, you miss it, right? Yeah. You have to, like, literally walk around with your hands, like, open, being, like, mm. hey, I'm I'm expecting good things to happen, right? Mm. I'm expecting to meet like-minded people. I'm expecting, you know, new situations uh, and solutions to come about that I can't see now. Mm. It kind of goes back to what you said where it's like, hey, everything is working out for you. Yeah. And really trusting that. Yeah. And that's the key word, trust. And trust. that's the hard part. <laughs> mm. Yeah, like I said, it's, it's hard to trust something good happening when, like, obviously the world feels like it's collapsing every day mm -hmm. on your head. But mm -hmm. it's hard to trust that. Obviously, like, life's all about moments. And mm -hmm. once this moment it passes, um, get something good will come from it. If you allow it to, though. Yeah. Right. It's like, because if you look, and this is another thing I see all the time, it's like you always find what you look for. Mm -hmm. If you find, if you want to look for a reason for, that this is not going to work out for you, yeah. you're going to find it you're and then to. you're going to obsess over that. Yeah. Right. But you're, you can do it the opposite way too, where it's like, hey, if you look for a way that this is going to work out for you, then you can go in that direction. And guess what? It works out for you. It works out. You know, it might not be in a way you thought at the beginning, but it will eventually mm -hmm. work out. Right. It's so crazy when you can truly and it's really just allowing things to work out for you mm -hmm. versus controlling yeah like we like control because mm -hmm. it gives us this false sense of like no no no. if i can control this yeah. then um then it's going to work out for me yeah. in this like <laughs> tiny little way that i can imagine yeah right but being like 
that only that works sometimes, but yeah. it only gets you so, so far. far. Definitely. But like allowing things to come to you, yeah. right? And allowing the law of attraction is what I coach on. So it's yeah. like allowing yourself to attract things that are going to come into your life and help you and, yeah. and that are for you. And eventually, and this is something I've experienced in the last couple of years, you know, I, where I am now is not where I was, oh, yeah. you know, um, a year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, very different people mm -hmm. um, depend on like, when I was friends with you, you would yeah. be like, what, what do you do now? <laughs> but um, really just allowing things to happen no 100 you know? and i think even my journey is crazy because like i said most guys in college knew me i was i was a i used to joke around i was playing around and i used to just game all day and when people see me speaking and even having a podcast <laughs> like i i remember one time i was in a group chat and I'm like toban is doing this and they start you know and it was like bro and it was like they were you know they were laughing and it, it, it maybe in the in the and back in the day that would have hurt me yeah but i think that it was it's so it was so awesome for me to even say that because people now are seeing me in a different light, you know, because yeah. like I allowed because if I was who I was <clears throat> five years ago, like it would have been like, oh, I'm doing the same thing, um, you know, just hanging out, going out and, um, you know, just playing video games. But now that I'm moving within purpose and people aren't used to that, they're going to mm -hmm. have obviously the reaction is going to be a little different. You know, it's so a I, sign of growth. It is. You know, when people are like, wait, what are you doing now? It's That's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ah, yeah, man. It's like, and, and sometimes like, are you doing that? Like, like, yeah, I am. You know, take my podcast. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Like and subscribe. <laughs> so I would subscribe. Tell your friends. Go rate me as well. Five stars. Five stars. I know. And honestly, if anyone can um, please do that on this podcast for Apple and your podcast too. <laughs> exactly. You know, no, one more time. What was it called? Everything about nothing. Everything about nothing. So go find that. And then um, thank you so much for coming on today. If and I know people love you. So where can they find you? Honestly, you guys can find me in a lot of different mediums. Um, you can check my Instagram handle the as in the proposition, T-H-E Tobena, T-O-B-E-N-N-A. Um, I have a Facebook, which I'm not on, but I would definitely be on a little bit more at Tobena OKK. And you can go at my website and, you know, inquire um, if you have any uh, questions, any um, any concerns. Um, you can go to my website, TobenaOKK.com. Uh, yeah. And then my Twitter is TobenaOKK, T underscore OKK17. And I'll be tagging you Absolutely. on my own Instagram so you can... Um, look for that there but um you know you and i are very like-minded I, I know that you also agree that you can create your life absolutely you can create your fate absolutely and um we have one last thing to say we do we do ready yeah yeah you're gonna give me the countdown the countdown let's do it okay three two one expect, expect good, good things, things always, always. And, and they, they will happen. happen. Oh, you crashed it. There we go. <laughs> Good job. I'm like, you can't mess this That's part what I'm up. Saying. I was ready for this. I've been ready <laughs> Lots all <of> pressure. day. <laughs> but if we could leave you with one thing, it would be that. So um, tune in to Tibeta's, um all of his mediums and everything that he's going on. Keep up with him because he's got big things coming. And we will talk to you all soon. Bye. Thank you guys for having me. And um, this was an amazing podcast and one of the best that I've been on. So. Oh, thank you. Well, you'll have to come back. Absolutely. We will. We will. We will.